I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome to Rumor and Innuendo. It is me, House of Wrestling's Nick Hausman. And it's me, WWE Creative Issues, Robert Karpolis. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's show. Man, we have uh, three days left here this week to do Rumor and Innuendo, and we got some bangers ahead of us. A lot of news to get to here today. We're going to talk about CM Punk's first match at WWE in 10 years. We got Cody Rhodes' WWE contract status. The Rock teasing a return to WWE. Goldberg. In an interview, stage interview, it's not like it was done live, called Vince McMahon a piece of shit. We will talk about that as well. And, of course, Hiroshi Tanahashi will be taking over as New Japan president. Actually has taken over as New Japan president. I definitely want to talk about that, the WWE AJPW stuff, and maybe Billy Corgan at the end if we have time. Um, but just as a little tease, stick around to the end of the show because uh, it's going to be Friday in two days. And you know what we like to do on Fun Friday We like to read Apple iTunes reviews because you guys are great about that. And from time to time, we like to welcome special guests. And everybody strap in because the special guests we're going to be welcoming this Friday will make you very, very happy. And you're going to want to stick around to the end of the show to find out who is going to be talking to your friends, Robert and Nick, on Friday. Oh, boy, we're in for a good time, Robert. Look, this is the best birthday gift you could have possibly gotten me, is telling me about Friday's guest. I'm excited to reveal, excited to talk about it later, but we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, It is Wednesday. I do want to clarify for our, our good friend, Cadillac Carson, having Monday off has thrown me off. I keep forgetting what day it is. It doesn't feel like a Wednesday. It feels like a Wednesday because tonight, believe it or not, is dynamite. Uh, and I'm sure that's what we're opening with, right? Uh, a white hot dynamite going into their pay-per-view. That is not what we will be talking about here today, unfortunately. Yeah. There is not anything on my run sheet about dynamite tonight, but I guarantee you we will be talking about dynamite tomorrow when we know what happened. And of course, Robert brought that comment up onto the show because we had Cadillac Carson in our comment section over on YouTube and uh, the section over on Twitter. So if you want to be a part of the show, you want to have your comment pulled up just like Cadillac Carson, 
jump into the comment section. All right, but yes, no, what we're leading off here today, Robert, with is about a former AEW star, a former AEW world champion, CM Punk. CM Punk came back and wrestled his first WWE match at Madison Square Garden last night. He defeated Dominic Mysterio. Uh, fans noticed a little Easter egg in there. There was a callback to a spot he did with Darby Allen and his first AEW match. After the match, he cut a wonderful promo saying that when he gets to WrestleMania and he main events WrestleMania, that's really just going to be the beginning of his journey. And uh, here is a fun couple tidbits about the match uh, and his appearance. Wrestle Purist reporting that Punk was only wearing Stone Cold Steve Austin black trunks. Yeah. Be not because he was teasing a match with Steve Austin, which I think some people were wondering. It was because he got his gear, his custom gear for the show, and he put it on. It didn't fit. So he just had to wear black gear for his return WWE match. That seems a little weird. I saw the footage of that, and I saw him in the black trunks, and I thought, all right, people are going to automatically assume this is something Steve Austin related, that this really is the Easter egg. Uh, but no, clearly he has not been eating any delicious muffins of late, so Ooh. maybe the, the trunks they sent him were too big. He's, yeah. He looked in great shape, by the way. Looked tan. Mm. He looked healthy. Uh, this is a guy I'm excited to see back wrestling on TV. Yeah, no, everybody hyper-motivated to be the best versions of themselves right now. Especially, like, hey, look, Tony Khan, he's throwing some big money around. But TKO throws a big money around right now. And if you could be top of the food chain over in WWE right now, like a Charlotte Flair of the women's division, it looks like you've got a, a really big pay increase coming to you when you re-sign or up your deal or whatever. I do want to put this comment here from Aaron Manzo, who said, I was there last night referring to the MSG show. He said, Punk was awesome. Uh, there's footage. If you don't follow our friend of the show, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, the guy who first broke this show uh, going live, posted a lot of great little video clips from MSG. So you can kind of see some of those highlights. But what a thrill that had to be for Dominic Mysterio to get to be in there with Punk for that match. I saw somebody online posted comparisons to, can you imagine what like, Sammy Guevara would be thinking, seeing what Punk is able to do with Dom? Uh, it's it's crazy that WWE knew, let's put this guy right in there with a hot young talent that's going to get a great reaction. Uh, Rhea Ripley, such a massive superstar to have her ringside for that. A lot of fun interactions. And that Punk post-match promo was not a, a pipe bomb. It's a within-character Hey guys, I'm here to go to WrestleMania. I'm here to work. Let's let's go. Yeah, and we know he's here to uh, make money, not friends. And Aaron Manzo helped him accomplish that last night. Him and everybody else who went to Madison Square Garden to see the big show and enjoy Punk's return match because Fightful reported late last night that WWE's live event in MSG was sold out and it was said to be the highest grossing domestic non-televised event of all time the all-time record they broke it at msg which is amazing because a couple weeks ago we were talking about when they got rid of home video that they were eyeing what are they going to do with the the house show market going forward and clearly this showed if you put a little bit of momentum behind these they're going to draw massive or maybe people just wanted to see aaron manzo yeah i i think it was and hey you know it's not lost to me how many people are pointing to you know, what kind of money can be made when you use CM Punk correctly? You know, yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about a lot of the changes, a lot of the turnover being made in the upper tiers of AEW at the moment. You know, when you look at where things, the cards landed, 
with Punk. How do you not sit there and have some self-reflection and wonder to yourself, why am I not the one holding this big bag of money right now? I, I mean, I just would love to be a fly on the wall for the conversations going on in that company right now as you look at this. I continue to use the the Simpsons analogy of the the monkey's paw that when it's in the right hands, it can be used properly. When it's in the wrong hands, it brings about doom and gloom. And WWE capitalized on this by posting where you can see CM Punk for the next couple of weeks. They're saying, like, we're not hiding the ball. Here are the dates. He's If he's coming to your town, go and see him. And people not only show up to see him, they're spending a fortune on merchandise. Dude, it is a cash cow. It is a, it's a mega machine right now that is CM Punk in WWE. And again, you know, at a time when AEW is like trying to find its groove again, right? And everybody's saying, WWE's got a hot hand. Man, it's like taking the ace of spades in a game of poker and just giving it to your opponent, you know? Like, it's it's very, uh, I mean, this is this three-month period will be dissected for decades to come by pro wrestling historians. Look, AEW has a really fantastic opportunity coming up in March. They they signed Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, by almost all accounts, is a complete package wrestler who the only thing that was ever holding him back was not consistent American TV presence. He can wrestle. He can talk. He's got a great look. If they can properly market and position him, he could be their, their true savior as we're in the holiday season, uh, and they could build on him going forward. If they can't capitalize on a can't-miss talent like Will Ospreay, I'm going to be a little worried about AEW. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Now, I'm going to jump down the, the run sheet here a little bit. Uh, I did tease at the top that, yeah, Bill Goldberg was on the Steve and Captain Evil show. Um which I had never heard of, but hey, got to cite your sources. So Bill's doing, it sounded like it was like a live stage show with like Fluffy, the comedian was there. Anyway, they asked him his thoughts on Sting and Vince McMahon. Loaded question. It was a two-parter. Um, when it came to Vince, he talked about how he agreed to do the Elimination Chamber match with Reigns, put Reigns over. He, was, he said he had COVID two months before the Reigns match, so he couldn't even really work out. That's why he didn't feel like he looked his best in the match. But that was the last match on his WWE contract. Vince apparently promised him a proper retirement match. It never manifested. And now Bill Goldberg is calling Vince McMahon a piece of shit. He seems very unhappy. Again, Vince is gone. Hunter's in charge here. But do you do you think that do you think Goldberg holds value to AEW in the spot that they're in now? Or is he would he just be another guy kind of like an Adam Copeland who had a lot of pomp and circumstance coming in, but now it's just kind of is it part of the malaise, malaise of, of what is AEW? 
I don't think he contributes anything really to AEW outside of maybe a, a, a one-off. I think him him making the comment about Vince, he knows it's going to stir up some some conversation. And I think what he's hoping for is this groundswell of Goldberg fans that are going to say, we really want to see Goldberg's last match. We'll mm-hmm. see it in WWE. We'll see it in AEW. At one point, there was, he was going to be part of that show in Israel where there were rumors that that was going to be his retirement yeah, match. Technic- no, no, no. He was, it was rumored, but I actually know a lot about what was happening at that Israel show. Bill was never booked. I think they had talks, but Sting was definitely booked, but Bill was not. Well, either way, I think part of this is he likes to get these out there so that he thinks there are these millions of Goldberg fans. By the way, happy birthday, Bill. He and I share a birthday today. Uh, hey, it's a big day for Jews in wrestling. What can I tell you? Uh, I, I think he wants yeah, there to the people to be like, we really want to see Bill Goldberg's last match. And I think a lot of people are like, we're really happy we've already seen Bill Goldberg's last match. I don't know what more he can really do. If AEW were to bring him in, you bring him in for a, a minute and a half squash, or you bring him in as part of Sting's entourage for his final match. So it's Bill having to sit with Ric Flair. I don't think people are thinking, I really want to see Bill Goldberg go 15, 20 minutes with somebody on the AEW roster. Yeah. The only match I see for Bill um, is MJF, just because uh, two most notable Jewish pro wrestlers of several decades. Max could pick up a big, big victory. I'm sure that it, you know, he'd have some fun with it. It's a big name. That's the old, that's literally, I mean, I noticed, I saw somebody, some people tweet about Wardlow, but it doesn't do anything for me. I, I want uh, the Max, Max Goldberg, all in Wembley. Fine. I'm all about that. I mean, they saw the diminished returns they got bringing in Paul White to, to face off with Hobbs. They didn't capitalize <laughs> on that moment. So I don't know. The only other one is, Let's get another Bill Goldberg Christian match just so Christian can talk to Goldberg's son and try to court him and just build this collection of second generation children. Well, the other comment I'll throw in here before we get back to some other WWE notes is he said he tried to get a part. He tried to be a part of Sting's retirement match, which I found interesting because like he wanted to go to work for AEW and do something, I guess, as part of this bout, probably wrestling Sting, I'm guessing. But they but it didn't work out. Maybe that was Sting's discretion. Maybe he's got a very a precise idea of how he sees this last match going down. But I did find it interesting that, that Bill has at least now openly said he's made overtures to AEW about coming in. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, I don't like Vince. So I want to go to the other guy. I don't know what's going to wind up coming from it. I, again, I don't see AEW clamoring to bring Goldberg in unless they think it's going to help with TV rights deals or a one-off to sell tickets somewhere. But has Bill really proven to be a huge box office draw outside of the Saudi shows? Uh, he does great in viewership, right? Like, yeah. that's no secret. Like, you put him on a SmackDown, the quarter hour is going to see a 300,000-person bump. You know, there's attention. You know, what is a casual viewer in wrestling? It's like this philosophical question now. You know, where are those Goldberg fans clamoring for Goldberg are they the people that just kind of sit on their couch and are checking in from time to time and they're like oh man I know Bill Goldberg I love Bill Goldberg you know maybe that's that you know it's the it's the silent majority Robert I also have to wonder is Jericho going to be keen to bring Goldberg in since those guys definitely have a little bit of a past (laughs) yeah man please Please bring in Goldberg to AEW. What a wonderful idea that is. Um, all right. Hey, um, another big name that was at this Madison Square Garden show last night 
was Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody took on Nakamura in a bull rope match, which he won. He beat Nakamura. I What I think is so crazy about this, Robert, is I woke up today. I had no less than three Sea of Punk stories across my plate, all stemming out of Madison Square Garden last night. Literally nothing about anyone else except, you know, there was the, the highest grossing thing. But even that kind of got tied back to Punk. Cody took his family's bull rope that has been used for decades to Madison Square Garden and threw down with Shinsuke Nakamura and nobody's talking about it. I thought that was I thought that was incredible. You know, I mean, it's it's a story. I the only other thing I saw that came out of the garden show, it wasn't the Cody thing. It was Seth talking about uh, Brody and mm. uh, Bray at the end, which is a nice thing, because I, I know that Seth and Drew closed out me, uh, the garden show and Drew had posted that that was one of his bucket list things to main event wrestle uh, main event Madison Square Garden, which, believe me, still matters to the to these talents. Uh, the Cody thing, we talked about it before that he's using the bull rope. If it was on TV, yes, it would have been a great story. It was something for the local crowd to be excited about the match, but it's kind of salt in the wound for other people who are going, I don't live in the New York area. I don't get to see this show to hell with Cody and his bull rope. Well, um, for those that don't know, Fightful reported that Cody has uh, been offered a new WWE deal in October. Now, the Observer said he signed the deal in October. Then Fightful came back and said, we talked to people close to Cody. He was offered the deal in October. He has not signed yet, but he is expected to re-sign with WWE. And this would be relatively early for a re-signing. He's only been back for two years. Even if he signed a three-year deal, this would be a year early on his contract. So they see the value in a Cody, and TKO is not messing around. They want to keep their big elephants locked down and very happy. It is a great time to be a top talent in WWE. It sounds pretty sweet. Hell of a time to lock him down. My only thought when I saw that he may not have signed yet is maybe he's waiting to see the holiday season merchandise sales <laughs> and see where some of his his stuff, he's, he's one of the top merch guys, may give him a little bit of extra leverage to say, you know, let me get a, a little bit more of that, that piece of the pie. But mm -hmm. I have a feeling WWE is going to lock him down and learn from prior Cody contract issues and not let this thing get too far. So if they have him for another three years, we can continue to map out the story, Nick. That's what yeah. it's all about. Well, talking about mapping out stories here, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, he was on McAfee's show, Pat McAfee's show earlier this year, said, I was going to do me and Reigns at WrestleMania, but we just couldn't come up creatively with an idea to satiate everybody because this can't just be a match. This has to be something that jumpstarts an entirely new era for professional wrestling. I have to come in and fundamentally change the fabric of what it is to be in sports entertainment, and we just couldn't come up with a way to do that, guys. Well, The Rock has given fans new hope here as he took to Instagram in a post about a Make-A-Wish Day appearance, and he noted that uh, he said the following. He said, I told him a little secret. He's talking about one of the Make-A-Wish kids he was talking about. I told him a little secret that may or may not involve some dude returning to WWE to lay the smackdown on all their candy asses. So, so The Rock here, he set it up. I, I mean... It's, it's WrestleMania 40. It's the first WrestleMania of TKO Group Holdings. It's the first WrestleMania under Triple H's creative guidance completely. I got, I mean, if you're not going to do Rock Reigns now, I don't really know when the platform seems correct for it. You know, I, I'm maybe that's just me. Yeah, no. Look, first of all, thank you to the millions of people who did not see Black Adam. 
to justify why Rock now has a little bit of free time and wants to come back to a safe place. I think the better story going into Mania, perf- I mean, honestly, is Roman and Cody for the rematch. But if you have the chance to, to use Rock, obviously Roman Rock looks great on a poster. There's also the outside possibility, because Rock wants to do what's best for the family, feed him to Solo. You've already fed John Cena to Solo. If you have The Rock go out there and get eaten up by Solo Sokoa, that is about as made man of a made man situation as you possibly can have, especially if you're building to Solo as the heir apparent to the the head of the table, the bloodline. And if Mm -hmm. Roman were to lose the title and Solo vanquishes Rock, there's your power struggle. There is, to fit Rock's narrative, your next big story going forward for the next year. Damn, that's fly, dude. I love that. That that idea just slapped. What an incredible well, scenario you just laid out. It, it, it's it's almost like I once did it for a living. But well, uh, well I, I think I'm just trying to spitball what it could be. Obviously, any possibility of Rock, even if Rock's just there to make an appearance, to be there for part of WrestleMania 40, I'm sure they're going to try to bring out all the big guns. I'm sure they're going to want to bring in Austin, probably want to bring in Hogan. I. Uh, Foley, whoever else is around, put them all there. Have that big moment because we all remember that Hogan, Rock, Austin, the three of them in the ring at the same time. That was a really iconic shot. You still have Cena floating around. There's lots of people. It it could be fun. But if Rock's game, my God, do whatever you can do to get him in the ring. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about what has been going on over in Japan. Uh, there were uh, two big stories. We'll start with the WWE one first. Now, um, we, we had the president of All Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, President Fukuda, I believe if I'm saying it correctly. He uh, released this video like the night before Christmas or like the day before Christmas Eve or whatever. I don't know if you've had a chance to see this particular video. But he's like in a room with three scantily clad women dressed as Mrs. Claus. And he's like, bang- they're like banging in a steel pot on his head. Have you seen so this? So this wasn't with Kevin Spacey. But no, uh, th- yeah, that, that was the only Christmas video. I saw a still image of this. I have not oh. seen this video yet. So I have a feeling it's uh, wholesome family entertainment. It's great. I, I did a I, I did a descriptive write up of it at HouseOfWrestling.com. I was so moved by this video. It's great. So anyway, he does this video and he gets a call from a WWE representative and he's saying, "I need an opponent for January third to take on my Triple Crown Champion Katsuhiko Nakajima." Um, and the WWE rep apparently says, "Oh yes, uh, let's do a submission match. Catches catch can." And then the president of a L Japan Pro Wrestling is like, "Great, sounds good. Talk to you soon." And it was just a tease. Now, uh, two days ago, we get the response video from WWE published by All Japan Pro Wrestling. And lo and behold, almost a year to the day since he left AEW, William Regal is back representing the NXT brand. And he has announced that his son, the first time he's uh, said on the record out loud, his son 
Charlie Dempsey is going to be headed to All Japan Pro Wrestling to carry on that Lancaster style, that English catch style uh, over in Japan like he used to do as Lord Steven Regal. And so here we go. Uh, Charlie Dempsey heading to All Japan Pro Wrestling on behalf of NXT next week. What a way for Charlie Dempsey to find out Regal's his dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, right? But also, look, this is this is cool. This is the inroads that they're making with, with All Japan. I think it's interesting timing, given they created the group a couple weeks ago. I don't know if All Japan was as forthright when this first was founded to say, hey, we also have this potential working relationship with WWE. But any opportunity for talent to get to work elsewhere, do the exchange back and forth a little bit, polish your style, get inroads into Japan. So if WWE tours there, you know, now you have people that that audience is familiar with in a scene in person and may feel a little bit more connected to. Yeah. And I, you know, a couple other observations about this, um, you know, William Regal did a really good job putting over Charlie Dempsey's European wrestling style. And while Shawn Michaels is uh, definitively the general manager of NXT right now, and he's doing a fine job in that role. NXT Europe is on the horizon. And maybe the reason they kept William out of the raw SmackDown NXT authority figure role is man, he'd be, he'd be the guy for NXT Europe. He'd be great in that role. And it's just something that struck me as I was watching this. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be good to, if you're going to have him over there and scouting and going to all those different shows that exist, uh, whether you're in, you're in Germany or there knows wrestling in France and obviously in the UK, Regal carries a tremendous amount of weight. And if he's able to get in there and sign some of those young talent, I just hope that there's not, hesitancy for those those wrestlers in Europe to sign up with this given what happened with NXT UK where mm -hmm. he invested a lot of resources then it collapsed and a lot of those wrestlers kind of you know wound up at at a work so some of those and you look at you know an Ilya Dragunov you look at a, at a Gunther or a Blair Davenport people really had an opportunity to launch into WWE from it so it's kind of feast or famine but Regal as that calming presence knowing how supported he is by Hunter he makes complete sense to be the international ambassador for NXT. Yeah, and heating up Charlie Dempsey as the heir apparent to Regal. This is the guy who's going to carry on the tradition of European wrestling. I just think it's a really strong sell. Uh, the other observation I wanted to point out about this is uh, New Japan and All Japan recently entered into an agreement with seven other Japanese pro wrestling promotions for something called The Group. Um, and I do think it's interesting because uh, as New Japan and Noah have had some uh, WWE ties in the last year. We now throw all Japan into that mix as well. As these nine pro wrestling entities in Japan are working together, communicating, trying to figure out how to keep the Japanese pro wrestling uh, scene very alive and make sure that it can only get stronger. I think them all agreeing, if anybody wants to work with WWE, it's not exclusive. Nobody's going to get hurt the door to WWE is open to everybody in the group. And that's just something I'm, I'm getting a vibe. I'm getting a feeling of in this situation. Well, it was what I just said a few minutes ago. I wasn't sure how forthright all Japan was when they formed the group. Uh, I don't think the, the door into WWE is necessarily as forbidden as it once seemed. And, and why not now? The, the other interesting piece of this is going to be uh, we've talked about where Okada might wind up when mm -hmm. his contract is up. I don't know how that, you know, 
conscientious uncoupling may be with him in New Japan if he winds up in WWE, if they're going to be super willing to work with them going forward. So maybe this is a real boon for all Japan to kind of step in there and solidify a strong relationship as almost an international feeder for WWE. Well, big changes at New Japan. Uh, we have a brand new president and representative director, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, eight-time IWGP world champion Hiroshi Tanahashi, now the president and representative director, former New Japan president Takami Obari uh, has given his best to uh, Tanahashi, says he's going to create the best New Japan ever, and he did say in a press conference as well that he will continue to wrestle, um, but when they are in Tokyo... He will be in the offices working with everyone. I did not know this, but apparently he is—he has a law degree like you, Robert. He's what? a lawyer. You didn't know Tanahashi's a lawyer? I, I did not know Tanahashi was a lawyer. I was actually going to ask you how he wound up in this position because it's not like it's, it's not like Jack Tunney as the fake president of WWF. Like this is a legitimate job. You're going in there and helping with the business and future of a company. It's not uncommon in sports to have a former player as a front office executive, but I didn't realize that he was coming to this with an actual law degree. Well, more than 20 years of working in, in New Japan, right? Again, eight-time IWGP champion, well-respected, well-known. Reminds me a lot of, like, our, our good friend Paul Triple H Levesque, right? Paul Triple H Levesque. Uh, he is a former multi-time world champion. He's identifiable with the WWE brand. He knows the business. And when he walks into a room... You feel like you're talking to WWE, right? Yeah. You feel like you are talking to WWE when Triple H sits across the desk from you. I think the greatest value, Tanahashi, and again, law degree, very smart guy, great head of hair. I'm sure he's going to do very good business things, but I just think the presence, kind of like Antonio Inoki, of like, I am this brand. I am this entity. When you talk to me, you feel like you're talking to New Japan. And you feel like something's going to happen here because I am what it is that you were thinking of. And I just think he's just I think at the very least, he will be very, very good in that role of projecting the aura and allure of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think lawyers and wrestling always works. You have you have Tanahashi. We had Matt Jones on as a guest uh, before, you know, one of the heads of OBW. He is also a, a lawyer. Any other legal wrestling entanglements you can think of, Nick, as we approach the end of the show? Oh, man. Well, hey, I will get to that here in just a second. We do have a big announcement that I know you're teasing. But before we get to that, we're talking lawyers of pro wrestling. Let's talk Ric Flair, because there were a pair of Ric Flair news items uh, that I just wanted to make sure we got in here, because one of them caught a lot of people uh, their attention. And that is the fact that Ric Flair has gotten into the cryptocurrency game. You can now go purchase Woo, five O's coin, I if you feel that's a good investment. And it is also noted that Ric Flair will be part of the Fox News New Year's Eve special with Tyrus. Two of your favorite NWA world champions of all time, sharing space, counting out of the clock with Greg Gutfeld and Sean Hannity. Woo boy, woo boy, what a great end to 2023 for Rick. Crypto and Fox News. Well, if he just got done talking about Tanahashi's been around the business for 20 years, of course he'd be a front office executive. And then at the next moment, it's like Ric Flair has been around the business for 85 years. And he right now is trying to sell you the leftover Jarrett Gold. Uh, and he's going to be on live television on Fox News celebrating New Year's Eve. What could possibly go wrong during this broadcast? Um, I am not 
admittedly, I'm not a Fox News viewer. Uh, I like Tyrus. We, we've known each other for a while, but maybe I might want to click over for a moment just to kind of see <laughs> what's going to happen here with uh, with old Nate. I can see, I can see Greg Gutfield. Hey, I heard you do a helicopter trick, Rick. Can you help us ring in the new year with your little helicopter trick? Oh my God, that's not at all. Well, you know what? Hey, roll with it. Let's get a close up. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And when you see that, you go, that's the guy I want to trust my financial future to. Yes. I'm going to invest in some woo cryptocurrency. Yes. Oh, all man. right. All right. So the tease Robert was setting up here. I promised you guys a big reveal at the end of the show. We're going to have a big guest here on Friday. This Friday, joining us at the top of the hour to talk for about 20 minutes. He may stick around to just talk some like normal pro wrestling news, too. I don't really know. But we will be joined by CM Punk and Ace Steel's personal attorney, Stephen P. New. So Stephen has made a lot of noise this past week talking about the NDAs that Punk and Steel had to sign after the all-out brawl. Um, of course he got into it with Chris Jericho on, on social media and I somehow slid into that chat. Uh, he's somebody that I really didn't know if we could get him or not, Robert. I mean, between my ties to, to covering the punk story and you being an actual lawyer, I couldn't think of a better guess, but he got back to me pretty quick, man. He's going to be here Friday live. You guys can ask him questions. This is some big Stephen P news that we are breaking here. <laughs> uh, I had to get it in once. I think this is going to be awesome because you never know. As an attorney, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have a lot more insight than anybody else. Whether it's the the, the punk issue, interactions with AEW. Now, I will caution, just as a lawyer, you know, there is attorney-client confidentiality, so we're not going to try to get him arrested or anything, but we're going to push as close to the edge as we can and ask some probing questions, and hopefully you guys will join us live on Friday and ask your probing questions in the chat. Uh, on YouTube, Twitter, wherever that's going to be, because I think it's going to be a really insightful conversation. Uh, and uh, I don't think Jericho is aware of the news since he has blocked Nick Hausman. So yeah. feel free to, you know, use hashtag RIPod, spread the word uh, for, for Friday, or just use hashtag RIPod and wish me happy birthday at WWCreative underscore ISH. And if you like the show, everybody, uh, please, uh, if you can't catch us in video form, or even if you just like to watch it in video form and then listen to it also in podcast form later in the day, which I know many of you do, head over to your favorite podcast platform, leave a nice comment, five-star rating, and of course, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. That has been uh, wonderful at helping us launch up the charts. We are now a top 30 pro wrestling podcast. Let's make it to top 10 in 2024, guys. We can absolutely do this, and but we need your help to do it and let everybody know how much you enjoy rumor and innuendo live noon eastern on ad free shows house of wrestling wwe creative ish it's it's so podcast many places. Heat. We're podcast everywhere, heat. All, all of them um i'm nick hausman go support house of wrestling.com and i'm robert karpolis best of luck in your future endeavors